Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Do you guys remember the song, Happy by Pharrell? Yeah. Is it Pharrell? Is that his name? Yeah, um, yeah that one. Happy. Check this out. This is from a website um, called 24hoursofhappy.com. 24hoursofhappy.com. And this is... Um, just one of the many, many videos of what I have to assume is hundreds of people dancing down the street to the song Happy by Pharrell. And it's just on a loop. <laughs> just just so many people. And you'll, you'll see it here in a second that it'll change to a different person. Um, but it's just a person after person after person dancing to Happy. And there's something special about this song for me. Um, I don't know what it is, but this song, I've never been tired of this song. And um, maybe if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. In fact, there was a time in college where I was, I would put on this website, 24 Hours of Happy, every morning while I got ready for school, while I got ready for classes. And I had this, I had a pretty nice system set up in my, in my dorm room where I had speakers that were wired into my dorm room and one wired into the shower as well that I picked up for like five bucks at Goodwill. So probably a... Uh, uh, electrocution hazard, but um, I survived. So, so I wasn't the only one hearing this song. Is the point I'm trying to make? <laughs> um, my friends were not a fan of me listening to this song for an hour every single day for like a couple weeks in a row. Um, they were not thrilled, but this song put me in you know, a good mood. That's my favorite. I'm really glad that we were able to see that one before I turn it off. Um, <laughs> uh, just hours and hours of people. It's crazy how music can do this type of stuff to us. Like, it's crazy how music can affect us and impact us, like, emotionally. Um, uh, Dave is, and, and Dave are both spending time in Elijah. I know people are going to the gym these days. And uh, many of you might have, Dave has a playlist for getting pumped, I believe. There's, like, there's something about, I don't know, Eye of the Tiger. There's something about heavy metal music, uh, Defying Gravity in your case. That there's something about music that can, like the pumped up music, that'll get us excited to, you know, get those gains and get swollen or whatever. Um, some of you in this room have a Ball My Eyes Out playlist, right? You're like, I am one Adele ballad away from, from an explosion from my eyes, and I need this playlist ready to give myself a good cry just in case. Um, I don't have either of those playlists, but I do have my adult standards. It's called Jazzy, not the Scooter. And I also have a DMB playlist, Dave Matthews Band, called DM Bangers. So <laughs> those are my playlists. Um, so whether it's happiness or, or sadness or motivation or think of like the soundtrack to a horror movie, no matter what it is, music moves us. Music affects us. And at church, we spend a lot of time with music, we spend a lot of time in, in musical worship, and we believe it's important to worship God through music, because it's one of the ways we get closer to God. So we're in this series called Behind the Lyrics, and we're taking a closer look at the worship songs that we sing in church to see what the songs say, but more importantly, to see what God is saying through the songs. That's why we're doing this. It's not just about what the words on the screen mean, but what is God speaking to us through the songs that we're singing? It's not just words on the screen, it's an opportunity to get closer to our career. We are spending time looking closely behind the lyrics because your favorite worship song has more to say. We talked about, last week we talked about Paul and what he told the church in Colossae about worship. We talked about that last week. And there's another letter. He wrote a letter to this church. There's another, another letter from a man named James. And uh, I pay special attention to James. He addressed some, some getting close to Jesus stuff. I pay special attention to James. We, we taught a whole series on James because uh, he was the brother of Jesus. And 
Anybody have siblings in the room? Most of you? Almost all of you? Can you imagine what it would take for you to believe that your sibling, your brother, was the savior of the universe? It would take a lot, huh? <laughs> I would need to be really, really convinced that my brother was God incarnate for me to actually live that way. And that's what happened to James. He was actually convinced that his brother was the savior. He was really convinced. I mean, I am convinced that his brother was the savior as well. So James said this in James 4, 8 in this letter. He said, come close to God and God will come close to you. It sounds super simple. And I say this a lot, well, right before we get into worship usually. Because this, this, verse, of it, this, this verse is so, um, it's so simple, but I think it says such a huge truth. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Through, our, through the music in our service, we're genuinely trying to get closer to Jesus. We're trying to meet God through that. That's what we're doing in this series, because we believe your favorite worship song has more to say. And if, and if you miss this, if you miss, if you let the words go by you, just words on the screen, you're missing an opportunity to be close to Jesus. Because when we come close to him, he comes close to us. So um, I don't want this time to be wasted. I don't want our worship time to be wasted every single week. So I want to give you the tools that you need to engage with God through music in worship. Is that okay? All right, tonight we're talking about just two songs. Last week, we didn't have enough time to worship, if you ask me. So I cut us down to two songs this week, and uh, we're gonna take a closer look at them, analyze what the words we're singing, what are we actually singing, and through that process, we are learning how to worship to any song. That, that's the idea. Is we're giving tools, not just, um, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats forever. That's my idea here. I, I don't want to just explain one song to you. I want you to have the tools to understand any song. That's the idea. So we're going to look at these two songs, and then we're going to go into worship. Um, we're going to worship the three songs. One of them was left over from last week. So let's start with a common favorite. Aaron told us this was her favorite. This song is called Champion. Champion. So here's the first part of the, the chorus to this song. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand. Undefeated, every battle you've won. There's a couple things I'd like to point out in this just this short chorus. You are my champion. Now, a champion is a typical or, or it's a certain type of fighter. You may have heard this from like TV or history. But the champion would represent the army or the leader. So one use of the champion was this ancient type of warfare where instead of our entire armies facing each other and, you know, until one of us gives up, we would each choose a champion. I would choose my strongest fighter and you would choose your strongest fighter. And then they would fight to the death and whoever won that battle won the whole war. Now, this was one way that they would battle. You know, sometimes you had armies going at it too. But this is, if you've seen the movie, if you maybe have heard this word in the movie Shrek. Um, so uh, if you have maybe a slight idea of what the champion idea is, you may be familiar from this clip here. Shrek. Yeah. Can we get sound on that? Yeah, I don't want to. I'll start it over so you don't miss, miss a second of it.
not very nice. It's just a donkey. <laughs> nice! New plan! The one who kills the ogre will be named champion! Have at him! Oh, hey, now come on! And so then they have this whole fight situation, and you know, Shrek wins in the end, you'll see him walk away victorious here. After a few months. That's the principle here. The champion is the representative. Uh, he, they, they fight in the battle for the army. They retrieve the princess for Lord Farquaad. Or in, or in this case, like Jesus is our champion. I'm going to make that connection for us in a minute. But Jesus is our representative. He's our champion. So before I make that connection, this next line, giants fall when you stand. So this is a reference to another popular Sunday school lesson that you may be familiar with, David and Goliath. Um, the Israelite army and the Philistine army we're about to do battle. And the Israelites are like God's chosen people, and the Philistines are like public enemy number one. Like, they're the ones always trying to wipe out the Israelites. So they're going at it, and the Philistines have this one ginormous man, and his name is Goliath, and he walks into an open field, and he says, what are you cowards doing over there? This is what he says in 1 Samuel 17. Goliath stood and shouted a, a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are, the or you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. So the Philistines chose their champion. Goliath will be their champion, and he was a, a big boy. So the Israelites need to choose a champion, and everyone's terrified. So this is God's chosen people that should know. Like, God's got us. He's faithful. He always comes through for us. But instead, they were like, that guy's pretty big, and I'm afraid. So they would hide and say, I, I can't do it, I can't do it. Until um, a child, an actual <laughs> child named David, a little shepherd boy, no military experience. Um, he did have to protect his flock, like his family's sheep, from predators, sure. But still, a kid walks up to the king and says, I'll do it. And the king's like, I guess that's fine. <laughs> so the king says, let's, let's do this. King Saul says, okay. He's like, try on my armor. Too heavy? All right, just go out and what you're wearing. So this is what happened. They fight in, in this valley. They fight between the two armies. In 1 Samuel 17, it continues. It says, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. It gets a little graphic after this, but let me say, David wins. <laughs> he defeats this nine-foot-tall man. A child defeats this nine-foot man, and the battle is over. Let me make that connection for it. Jesus is our champion. So our foe is not a nine-foot giant. We are facing 
sin that leads us away from God. We are facing no way to reconcile our relationship with God. We are facing separation between God and man. And that's where Jesus steps in as our champion. He died on the cross as a representative for us. He took on death. He paid the price. He took on sin. He paid the price for all of our sins. He died on the cross to reunite God and man. He stood in our place, taking our punishment as our champion. That's why we sing, you are my champion, because that's what he did for us. And that's not the end of the story. Undefeated, every battle you've won. So just like David offered himself as the champion and then defeated Goliath, Jesus offers himself as the champion and then defeats death. And three days later, he comes back to life. He's resurrected, defeating death. He comes back from the dead because he is undefeated and every battle is his. All right, let's take it to the bridge. And here we say, when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority Jesus has given me. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority Jesus has given me. So first we see something that we covered last week. I'm just going to touch briefly. Every wall comes crashing down. Reminds me of Paul and Silas in prison, worshiping to God. When the prison walls came down and the, the doors were open and they were free because they were worshiping God and they knew God was in control. It's a reminder that no wall can stand in God's way and no wall can stand in your way when you are walking in God's purpose. The next thing I'm talking about is this authority stuff. So will miracles like really start happening all over the place if I open them out? In short, yes. So let's look at some scripture to see that. Uh, because Jesus said some things about this. In John 14, he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. What did he do? He healed the blind. He walked on water. He came back from the dead. will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So Jesus did some pretty crazy stuff while he was walking around here. But he says, my people will be able to do the same and even greater, even crazier stuff. And this obviously does not mean that we get anything we want, like with a magic wand. That's not how this works. Um, but it means that when we partner with God, he will use us to do incredible things. There is no wall that can stand in our way when we're walking in his purpose, just like he did with David, just like God did with David, and just like God did with Jesus. He uses us to do his purpose. And when we are walking with him in that way, nothing stops us. And miracles start breaking out. So here's another verse on authority from Luke 10. It says, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. We actually see this play out in Scripture. Paul gets you know, bit by a snake, and then everyone's like, oh, he dead. But then he doesn't die. And, and that's, this is one of the promises we see. God takes care of his people when they're walking in his way. So um, this is just something that happens when you're walking with Jesus. Every battle is won undefeated. So uh, when we're walking with him, nothing can stop us. I'd like to go to the following verse to complete this thought here, to balance this out a little bit. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. So miracles are just signs that God is moving. And what do signs do? They point. <laughs> That's all signs do. 
In some cases, they point to an exit ramp. In some cases, in this case, signs point to the power of God. They point to how powerful our God is. So either way, a sign just points to the important thing. The sign is not the important thing. It points to the important thing. So don't get caught up in signs. Don't get caught up in miracles. They're a really cool thing that we see all over the place. I've lived some. I'll tell you a story sometime. But getting closer to Jesus is not about signs and wonders. It's about the fundamental thing, like which is getting closer to Jesus. <laughs> Remembering that Jesus is our champion. That's the fundamental thing. So next, let's look at another song. This is a song, the words might sound a little foreign because we've only done it once or twice. It's called You Hold It All, you hold it all Together. So You Hold It All Together is pretty new to you, and it's pretty new to me, so much so, in fact, that I started researching the wrong lyrics to this song. I made a really cool discovery, found some cool stuff between Psalm and Exodus, where the same phrase is used. Uh, it was really cool, and I was like, wrong song. So um, I questioned myself enough to like double check it, and then I found out that you know the song is so new to me that I was just doing the wrong thing. So this song, You Hold It All Together, is also really cool. So let's look at the pre-chorus and the chorus to this song. On mountaintops, you stay the same. In valleys low, you never change. And I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. I'm confident as seasons change, your faithfulness remains. So three things I want to touch on in this song quickly. God never changes. God never changes. You stay the same. You never change. I believe that is true. I hope you come to believe that is true. But one thing is for sure. The Bible tells me so. The Bible certainly seems to say that that is true. God gave his people this message that he never changes through the prophet Malachi in Malachi 3.6. And this is what he said. I am the Lord and I do not change. Well, that's pretty simple, huh? So plainly enough. And if you were questioning what if maybe it's uh, somewhere else, there are 10 more references. If you'd like to take a picture, look them up some other time. Uh, talk to me. I'll give them to you. God never changes. He's telling us that that is true. Let's jump out of order in this song. The next line, or a couple of lines later, talks about his faithfulness. Your faithfulness remains. God, so God not changing and God being faithful are close, but they're like new ones. So his unchangingness just means that he's, he's the same forever. He never changes. His faithfulness says that he always comes through on his promises. There's like a little nuance there. They're definitely cousins as far as mm -hmm. concepts go. But his faithfulness means that he, he is good for his promises. He always makes good on his promises. We see this in Lamentations. Um, this is just one of the many places. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. You may have heard that line in last week's song. Um, last week, yeah. Does that take me back or is that promises? You'll, you'll recognize that in some music as well. I actually, again, started to research the wrong thing because I went to the different song in my head because of that line. His greatness is faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And if you don't believe me just based on Lamentations, here are 10 more references. If you'd like to take a picture, or you'd like to get them from me later. God's faithfulness is all over Scripture. So, a ton of Scripture to support it. A ton of stories in my life to support it. If you ask a staff member in this room, probably a ton of experiences in their lives to support that God is faithful. He is good on his promises. Um, his faithfulness remains. One more person who believes in his faithfulness, who believes in God's faithfulness, is David. Yes, the same David who defeated the giant, Goliath, um, a little later in his life, was on the run. He was running from that same king that said, yeah, sure, go ahead, and let him fight Goliath. The same king was now hunting David down because this king felt threatened. That, that victory on, in battle was David's beginning 
uh, of his career as an influencer in, his, in the Israelite nation. <laughs> and, and so he became to be a big deal. And Saul saw that. And he said, I don't think I like that. And then he's anointed, he's going to be the next king. And Saul was like, the next king? I'm right here. And so Saul was pretty upset. So he starts chasing David around the land. He sends his whole army out. He says, we're going to get this guy. We're going to take him out. So David, running for his life, he writes this song in Psalm 27. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, Wait patiently for the Lord. You'll see that line in this song. And I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. So think about David writing this song as he's running for his life. As he's being hunted down by his former mentor, who had, you know, has, has the power to turn an entire nation against him. Even still, he counts on God being faithful. I will see his goodness. He knows God's going to come through. Be patient, be brave, and wait. Because every battle he's won, he is undefeated. And later in his life, God was faithful. David did become king. Do you guys know about the phrase, I sound like a broken record? Are you familiar with that? Um, maybe not. Sometimes technology passes up phrases, because if you know what that phrase means, you've probably never heard a broken record. But uh, I digress. I probably sound like a broken record by now, and I will continue. We're only two weeks into a four-week series. But I want my goals to be very clear through this series. I don't just want to talk you through a song. I want you to walk away with the tools to engage in worship with any song that comes on the screen. And that's why one of the songs we work on tonight, we've only done it a couple times. You're going to see later in this series, we're going to be introduced to a song through this series. Like It's not just about the songs on the screen, but it's about the tools to engage in worship with any kind of song, in any kind of service. I want you to engage with the words you're singing. I want you to recognize scripture in the words you're singing. I want you to notice when a song is, uh, is directing to an, an emotional moment. I want you to know vocabulary in the songs that we sing. And the ultimate purpose is for a better connection with God. That's the ultimate purpose because we can come close to God through this music. We come close to him through music. And when we come close to him, he comes close to us. We are digging deeper behind the lyrics because your favorite worship song has more to say. That's great. Father, thank you so much for this group. Thank you that we can learn together and laugh together and be family together. Father, I pray your blessing over our conversations tonight that we draw closer to you. Father, remind us that you are our representative, that you died for us, that you make good on your promises. You are undefeated and you are faithful to be undefeated every single time. Tonight, we dedicate this time to you. And I pray that you help us to grow closer together as a family and grow closer to you in our pursuit of you. And tonight that we're able to worship without being distracted, without being confused, but to be able to engage with you in your presence. Draw close to you so you draw close to us tonight. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.